Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. I'm Rachel Stolpe. I'll be your worship leader. And welcome to Sarah, who is on Zoom. And I want to make sure that you all got a bulletin. And on the back, there's an exercise that we'll do later. And want to make sure that you if you didn't grab a pen or pencil, or if you don't have one in your back pocket, there's some extras up, there's some extras up here. Um, as I said, this is the second of three weeks on our accessibility resolution study. Um, after the resolution was passed, um, Joanne Gallardo, she's the um, conference minister for Indiana, Michigan, conference, she put together this really nice um, study guide. And it's a four-part study guide. I think it's supposed to be for Sunday school, but we're using it for worship. And um, last week, we, last week we, um, when we started, the topic was, and I'm just going to do a review because I think not many people were here, so. Last week's topic was why inclusion, the theology behind our work, and the scripture was the, um, you know, there's all different kinds of gifts and um, that one, that scripture. So um, Amy revisited her sermon from Advent on disability theology. As a reminder, um, we are all children of God created in God's image. Our disabilities make us who we are and hopefully we can bring glory to God through the many gifts that we all bring. We reflected that the healing that Jesus does in the, in the um, Gospels was perhaps more about bringing those people into community and rather than making them perfect and implying that we all need to be, um, that we all need to be perfect and healthy people. Um, and, and if we're not perfect and healthy, we should be praying harder or have more faith. And we talked about how that isn't really, really, that's not really the case. This week, we will learn more about um, marginalized people and start to look at what inclusion means. Next week, we will focus on what inclusion means specifically for us here at MMC. And inclusion, inclusion is the wording that they use in the, um, in the study guide and in the resolution, but um, when we were discussing it at the, um, the annual meeting, the Central District Conference annual meeting, so many people said, you know, it's like what we're striving for is belonging, not just inclusion. And um, probably Steve could like parse out those differences, but it's more like, but it's like, instead of just inclusion, like, um, like, we're all just here, and it's just, that's just how it is, and that's what we're going for. So, um, we're going to start with our call to worship. It is um, Voices Together 877, and I don't know where my hymnal is. <laughs> um, 
If you want to stand, you can. If not, you don't have to. Whatever you want to do. I will read the, um, the leader part, and you guys can read the rest of it. Come, Holy Spirit. Enter our silences. Into the depths of our longing. Come, Holy Unmask our pretending. Enter our trusting. Enter our fearing. Enter our letting go. Enter our holding back. Come, Embrace and free us. Welcome to worship. And our first song is 809. Sing a new world into being. And I think Steve is leading us in song. Confession is found on at um, eight ninety in the back of the book. Eight 
There was something that Chris said last week about new world, new something, something Chris said last week in his response or in our discussion time that um, made me think of that song. So thanks, Chris. Or if you didn't like it, it's Chris's fault. <laughs> All right, eight. Eight ninety. Okay. Let us confess our sins in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that in your will and walk in your ways to the glory, holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Our sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen us with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in our hearts through faith. Amen. The first scripture reading is um, from Psalms, and it is for um, week. It's for week two, which is the listening to and honoring marginalized people among us. And then the second scripture is from week three. Sorry, sorry. Sounds like. <laughs> The second, the, and then the second scripture from Galatians is from the what does inclusion look like topic. So um, whoever has those. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in, in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Galatians 3, 26-29 So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise.
So often, um, churches tend to have a theology of perfection. The standards can be very high for any type of participation. As I have been reflecting on this resolution and the study guide, I've been looking back at my own church history. The study guide gives a few testimonials, but I thought I would use my own life as an example instead. If you want to read the, um, the other ones, it's in the um, email that I sent today. There's a link to this, if you don't like my testimonials. <laughs> Um, many of you know that my dad has a very rare and debilitating disease, and since I was in middle school, he has had periods where he was fine, where he needed a cane, he might have needed a walker, or a wheelchair, or maybe couldn't even leave the house. And this has always made me very aware of accessibility to church, as well as attitudes. It is a common idea <clears throat> that our health is static, that it does not change. If we could walk last week, we should be able to walk this week. The truth is that it is always changing for any of us. It is a hard concept to understand if you have always had these privileges, though. In my own experience, I never saw myself in the position of leading worship and almost giving sermons. The first church David and I attended had such a high standard of performance for the pulpit, I knew I would never reach that. I stutter, I get distracted, words drop out of my head, and I may, I may even say something that's irreverent. And I am so thankful to Lori because I stare at her and she like gives me the word. Somehow she knows what word dropped out of my head and she'll like, chair, chair, you're trying to say chair. So anyways, um, even here at Milwaukee Mennonite, it took me a while to feel confident enough to be up here in front. I owe it to Sarah Mast, who asked me to lead worship during the summer ages ago. She promised me it would be okay and that no one really comes during the summer anyway. So it's a good way to practice. <laughs> She had faith in me that I could do it, and she also understood that it did not need to be perfect. Um, since then, I think Milwaukee Mennonite has done a very good job to be open to any and all participation. Another example is when a group of high schoolers were about to be baptized. As part of the service, they were supposed to write and share their faith journey. Two of the kids were like, yes, I get to write, I get to present, yes. And one of the kids was like, oh my goodness, kill me now. No, no, no. But that, that kid turned out, like decided to um, do a, just lost my place, see? That's what happens. Um, this, so he struggles with reading disabilities that make writing and presenting in front of an audience a challenge. It does not mean that his story is any less important or should not be shared because it would not be delivered in the standard way. He made a video showing his faith journey and it was just as meaningful to the congregation and showcased his unique gifts. And the congregation accepted it just as much as they accepted the other 
more standard presentations. I am thankful that we have worked to remove the barriers and boxes of what church should look like. As the scripture last week said, we all have different gifts. The foot is no more important than the ear. We joke that it doesn't really matter what happens on Sunday afternoon as long as it's worshipful and that something happens. Perhaps that is one of the blessings of being lay-led. We have pretty low expectations for performance, and I don't mean like in the way of like, I don't mean low expectations in like whatever, it can be garbage. I mean, whatever you have to offer is gonna be good. Um, we, yeah, we just want church to happen at some level. So now it is time for you all to reflect. On the back of your bulletin is a checklist for recognizing privilege. It's right here. So take some time to look through the list, and then later we can discuss this, and then the other, there's also some other reflection questions on this, this front of the, this side of the bulletin. Um, if you didn't grab a pen or pencil, there's some up here. So we'll take, to accommodate for all the varying levels of attention in the congregation, we'll take some silence, and then we'll do some instrumental music, and then we'll add the singing for number 808. Whenever you're, and then whenever you're ready, you can join in with Steve, who will be singing 808. And then we can all sing it together. And then we can discuss it. And I think the words for between darkness and light are just, it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing image of like opening a window and planting. It's, it's so sweet. So, um, we'll have some silence, instrumental, Steve, and then all of us.
Bailalat mawanur saam shida iman wabikul makan saam saaftah shubak shubakanur wasaazabuzurahu. Saaftah shubak shubak anur wasaazrabusurahu. Between darkness and light, I will always walk, and wherever. Isn't that just an amazing visual of opening the window, planting seeds of love? Please pray with me. Gracious God, when there is nothing else we can say, we give you thanks that your spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. Loving God, 
when there is nothing we can do, we give you thanks that you are working for good in this world of struggle and pain. Holy God, when there is nothing else we know, still we give you thanks that nothing in life or in death, nothing in heaven or on earth, nothing in this world or in the world to come will ever separate us from your great love. Through Jesus Christ, amen. So our, our last song is um, our theme song for, well, it's my theme song if ever, whenever I get to pick out the songs, because it is my current favorite song. But it's 802, draw the circle, and yeah, draw the circle wider, and then we'll all belong in it, not just like opening a little door for inclusion, but like just make it bigger and bigger. So that's 802, and you can stand if you'd like, and then stay standing for the, the uh, benediction.
After the benediction, please join us out in the Narthex Fellowship Hall area for snacks. May God bless you and keep you. May the very face of God shine on you and be gracious to you. May God's presence embrace you and give you peace. Go in peace.